Hello, and welcome to The Unraveling. I'm Andrew DeFigueredo. In this podcast, I'll be looking at the corruption scandal in Brazil and the long-term ramifications of it. Brazil's new president may not have been elected, but he still has grand ambitions, pledging to pull the country out of its current crisis. I maintain the absolute conviction that we must reinstate Brazil's credibility both within and outside the country. Michel Temer has said he'll maintain a number of the Workers' Party's social projects, which have pulled tens of millions of Brazilians from poverty over the last decade. Yet for supporters of suspended President Dilma Rousseff, her successors are not fit to govern. Indeed, the lack of diversity in Michel Temer's cabinet has prompted criticism in a country where more than half of the population defines itself as black or mixed race. This group of ministers harks back to the old guard, that is, Brazil's upper-class elite. Michel Temer, who assumed office after the removal of Dilma, was always a highly unpopular president with little support. Seen as another corrupt politician, his approval ratings were abysmal. Throughout his presidency, he lacked legitimacy and was openly called upon by the mainstream to resign. He chose not to run for another term in 2018, likely because he realized there was no chance he would win. Here's Fabiano Angelico, a senior analyst with Transparency International, talking about Temer potentially being ousted from power for corruption. Uh, yes, there is there is a, a huge risk because it's not only him uh, that um, may be involved, but uh, most of his close allies and the, his political party and uh, perhaps dozens of congressmen uh, who are uh, who are uh, his allies in Congress also. So it may bring a huge impact uh, in my country, yes. With the incumbent not running and the previous ruling party, the Workers' Party, in shambles, the presidential race was up for the taking. It was at this time that a little-known former army captain and federal deputy in Rio saw his opportunity to ascend in politics. Jair Bolsonaro was an eccentric politician who was best known for his inflammatory remarks on women, LGBT rights, and race. During his 27 years in Brazil's Congress, Jair Bolsonaro was known for little more than his extreme comments, racist, sexist, and homophobic remarks which have even landed him fines. My sons would never fall in love with a black woman. They were raised well. A few days ago, you called me a rapist. I told you I wouldn't rape you because you don't deserve it. If one of us, civilian or soldier, is assaulted, if he shoots the attacker 20 times, it serves them right. He must be decorated, not judged. The election of Bolsonaro in the presidential election of 2018 was a direct result of the corruption scandal and the ensuing investigation. Brazilians, who had seen years of economic growth since the fall of the military dictatorship, felt betrayed by the government who sought to line their pockets with dirty money before worrying about issues facing Brazilians every day. Jair Bolsonaro, as a populist, had wide appeal, but without Operation Car Wash, Bolsonaro would have never been elected president. The street outside Jair Bolsonaro's house has been the main spot for rallies leading up to the final round of voting. And after his victory, 
thousands of supporters came here to celebrate what they believe is a historic moment in Brazil. A person that uh, likes the poor people, he's a very simple guy. He likes uh, everybody. Here's former diplomat Rubens Ricupero and Johns Hopkins professor Monica Debole speaking about the election of Bolsonaro. He has, as I said, uh, all the traits of a fascist. He is a defender of using weapons in political struggle, of using violence. He is an unapologetic defender of uh, torture in the military regime. So you see, it's, it's frightening. Brazilian democratic institutions have been weakened quite substantially in the past few years especially as a result of corruption scandals. So one could make a case that democracy might be weakened under his government. Although the 55% sounds like quite a victory, one has to take into account that there's a very big proportion of the country that's not happy with the way that the country is going. Bolsonaro's rhetoric may have appeared extreme, but he had one quality that very few other Brazilian politicians had. He was untouched by Operation Car Wash. Most politicians in Brasilia were implicated in some way by the scandal, but Bolsonaro was not. Brazilians fed up with years of corruption and economic downturn, coupled with false promises from entrenched politicians, were willing to vote for candidates based on their lack of corruption and seeming transparency. Bolsonaro's hard stance on crime and promise to rebuild Brazil were put to the test when he assumed office in January of 2019. The former army captain, a self-confessed nostalgist for the Brazilian dictatorship, has blamed the democratic checks and balances in his country for slowing down his dream of freeing Brazil of what he calls the ideology of the left and globalization, while pushing for his pro-gun, pro-religion agenda. He's been at loggerheads with international organizations as he played down the devastation of the Amazon rainforest with a 76% increase in fires compared to the previous year. Domestically, it has also been a turbulent time. Promises of legalizing the carrying of arms and offering immunity to police carrying out lethal operations were rejected by Congress or halted by the Supreme Court. Corruption scandals involving his sons damaged his image as a crusader against corruption, and the country's powerful farming lobby forced him to push down his anti-China, anti-communist rhetoric. Yet he managed to pass historic pension reform after decades of failed attempts to tackle Brazil's sky-high public debt. Lula, who was implicated in Operation Car Wash, was sentenced to nine and a half years in prison. The sentence was later increased to 12 years. He was found guilty of accepting a bribe in the form of renovations on his beach property. His arrest brought huge protests, as many saw his imprisonment as being politically motivated to prevent him from running for another term as president. Luis Inacio Lula da Silva was the wildly popular president of Brazil from 2003 to 2010. But this morning, Lula, as he's known, was brought to a police station in Sao Paulo for questioning by officials while a large crowd of his supporters formed outside. Lula was questioned as part of a major political corruption scandal involving the country's gigantic state oil company, Petrobras. This wasn't the end of Lula's concerns, however. There was a phone call in which he was implicated. Lula, deixa eu te falar uma coisa. 
É. Seguinte, eu estou mandando o Bessia junto com o papel para a é. gente ter ele e só uso em caso de necessidade, que é o termo de posse. Uhum. Tá? Ah, tá bom, tá bom. Só isso, Ao você mesmo... espera ah, tá aí bom. que ele está indo aí. Tá bom, estou aqui, fica aguardando. Tá? Tá bom. Tchau. Tchau, querida. In this now infamous phone call between Lula and Dilma that was leaked during the scandal, Dilma agrees to give Lula the position of chief of staff in her administration to shield him from prosecution. The call is 12 minutes in total, but those 20 seconds implicate both politicians. With Lula in prison, he became ineligible to run for president. Lula, who had been leading in early polls, threw his support behind Haddad, the nominee from the Workers' Party. However, Haddad locked the polit lacked the political clout and name recognition to garner enough support to win a majority. The most obvious and apparent direct implications of Operation Car Wash are the indictments and convictions won by prosecution. Hundreds of executives, officials, and others have been charged and are right now sitting in prison cells. Marcelo Odebrecht was sentenced to 19 years in prison, while Iiki Batista was sentenced to 30. Dilma was removed from office. Tamar has been charged with corruption-related crimes, and Lula was sentenced to 12 years in prison. Petrobras ended up paying hundreds of billions in fines. The same people who had promised to improve the wealth and prosperity of Brazil had decimated it. A nationwide recession followed, and much of the positive work previously done became undone, even as presidents and billionaires alike found themselves in jail. In June of 2019, years after the initial stories first broke, It was revealed that Sergio Moro, the federal judge responsible for prosecuting Operation Car Wash, had intentionally acted to subvert the results of the election and stop Lula's Workers' Party from gaining the presidency. Because of this, some rights groups have called for Lula's release as he was imprisoned for political purposes. On February 1st of 2021, the investigation into the corruption scandal by federal prosecutors officially ended. However, the long-term effects of the scandal continue to plague Brazil. Unemployment following the scandal rose to above 13% and has yet to make meaningful decline. As the dust settles around the scandal, it is working and middle-class people that have suffered the most. The case against Odebrecht remains active in other countries where it has similarly been implicated in at least a dozen other Latin American countries, leading to additional indictments and high-profile arrests. There will be another presidential election in Brazil in 2022. We have yet to see whether the election of Bolsonaro in 2018, which is clearly due in part to the corruption scandal, will be a single instance of backlash by the electorate or if it represents a more systematic shift to the right. The future of Brazil remains uncertain following the scandal. Where it goes from here is up for discussion because it's really impossible to know. Will the nation become more divided and fractured as far-right politics grip segments of the population, murder rates hit record highs, and people are imprisoned for political reasons? Or will Brazil learn from its mistakes and emerge as the prospering superpower it could be? Thank you for listening to The Unraveling. Good night.